It's October 25th, 2023, and these are your headlines. Okay, to pull back the curtain a little bit, it's just past three o'clock right now. There's actually action happening in the Texas legislature as we record this, so this could change. Be sure to check texasscorecard.com. But we've got actually a series of bills on the calendar today in the Texas House, notably dealing with COVID mandates and border security. School choice legislation, meanwhile, has not gotten a committee hearing yet in the Texas House. But those are the bills we have today. And so far, we have seen that the Texas House has approved legislation to ban employers from requiring COVID vaccines. Now, Senate Bill 7 by State Senator Mays Middleton would prohibit employers from adopting or enforcing a mandate requiring an employee, contractor, applicant for employment, or applicant for a contract position to be vaccinated against COVID-19 as a condition of employment for a contract position. Now, the measure was placed on the agenda of the third special session, which started just a couple weeks ago, by Governor Greg Abbott earlier this month. The Senate, you might remember, approved this measure within days. The House, of course, has been a little slower during this process. Representative Jeff Leach sponsored the bill in the House. He told members this bill is not about what vaccines you should or should not take. It's about who can make that decision. When he was laying out the legislation, he said the bill is about protecting Texans' right to work and their ability to decide whether to get a COVID vaccine. Now, under the House's version, employers could be subject to a $10,000 fine by the Texas Workforce Commission if the measure is violated. An amendment by Representative Brian Harrison to broaden the bill to include any person rather than just employers was struck down by Speaker Dade Phelan on a point of order on the grounds that he said it was not germane to the governor's call because it specifically mentioned employers. Another amendment by Harrison to explicitly expand the protection to medical school students, especially in light of the Baylor College of Medicine's mandate that we reported on recently here, was also struck down by Phelan on the same grounds. However, Representative Briscoe Kane then successfully added an amendment that expanded the definition of contractor to include anyone who undertakes specific work, and this is the, the, the exact language, undertakes specific work for an employer in exchange for a benefit without submitting to the control of the employer over the manner, methods, or details of the work. Kane suggested this could potentially, right, this could protect medical school students. That, of course, will remain to be seen if that language is kept in uh, and if it is tested in court. One of the biggest moments in the debate, however, happened when Representative Steve Toth brought forward an amendment to increase the fine from $10,000 to $50,000. Leach called the amendment reckless and silly and said that Senator Mays Middleton, who authored the bill in the Senate, and that the whole Senate would oppose the raising the fine, putting the legislation's fate in jeopardy. Harrison, however, said he had spoken with Mays Middleton about the exact amendment and that he had expressed support for it. The House then adopted that amendment, 87 to 57. There was one more interesting amendment attempt. Representative Tony Tinderhold attempted to amend the legislation to require employers to rehire or compensate employees that are fired because of their refusal to get the vaccine. That amendment was killed by Dade Phelan, again on a point of order, for not being germane to the governor's call. After the end of the debate, House lawmakers approved the legislation in a vote of 90 to 57. It requires one more vote in the House, which we're hearing could potentially happen later today or tonight. 
before it gets sent back to the Senate. The Senate can either agree with the House's changes, including the $50,000 fine, or they can send it to a conference committee where the House and Senate will have representatives that hammer out the difference before both chambers ultimately approve whatever compromise deal that looks like. Of course, with less than just a couple weeks now in the special session left, time is of the essence. And so it remains to be seen how quickly the Senate and the House will work and whether or not the Senate will just approve the House's changes on their own. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton is suing the Biden administration, this time following reports that federal officials cut concertina wire placed by Texas to curb the flow of illegal aliens. Texas had placed the wire along the shore of the Rio Grande as a deterrent to illegal crossings. Maybe you saw those videos. Governor Abbott posted those videos just a few weeks ago on his social media profiles. The lawsuit says in the midst of an unprecedented immigration crisis at the southern border, the federal government officials are once again undermining Texas's efforts to stem the flow of illegal immigration. By cutting Texas's concertina wire, the federal government has not only illegally destroyed property owned by the state of Texas, it has also disrupted the state's border security efforts, leaving gaps in Texas's border barriers and damaging Texas's ability to, to effectively deter illegal entry into its territory. And the wire cutting took place near Eagle Pass, which has become a hot spot of illegal crossings. DHS has said that they've been forced to cut the wire at points to detain and process illegal aliens who cross into the United States, make it up to the fencing. They're on the shore, barely on the shore. Uh, they say they need to be able to get them so that they're able to process them. And then ultimately we see they get let back into the country. Paxton, meanwhile, has maintained that Texas is within its rights to defend its border. Lastly, a social media post from Dallas Democrat Representative Colin Allred has resurfaced, showing him welcoming to the U.S. House an individual who's accusing the United States and Israel of committing genocide. Now, back in May of 2019, Colin Allred posted a picture on X, I guess then Twitter, right, with Omar Suleiman who is a professor at Texas uh, at Southern Methodist University, SMU, and has recently shared a slew of pro-Palestine posts. On Monday, for example, he responded to Joe Biden on X saying, the United States remi remains committed to the genocide of Gaza by ensuring that a ceasefire doesn't happen while the Israeli government continues to slaughter civilians with American weapons. In response to his criticism, Senator Ted Cruz shared the image from Allred's profile, showing him welcoming him to the U.S. House, with him writing that uh, he represents, uh, Allred rather, writing that he represents the best of North Texas. Cruz said, Colin Allred embraced and welcomed this anti-Semite cleric to the House. Today, he's accusing both Israel and America of genocide. That is utterly false and a blood libel. Allred is, of course, running for the Democrat nomination for Senate, if he wins that, he will be taking on Senator Ted Cruz next November. To check out more stories of today, head to texasscorecard.com.